Today on the pod, we have Lizzie Burkhalter, currently serving in the United States Air Force. Lizzie's going to talk about the pros of being in the Air Force, being stationed currently in Japan, and what she's looking forward to doing when she comes home. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Bases Loaded Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe Kennedy, and today my guest is Lizzie Burkhalter. Lizzie, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. So I'm in Shelby, Ohio right now. Where are you located? I'm currently at Kadena Air Base in uh, Okinawa, Japan. <laughs> Unreal. So I just, uh, you know, I'm getting ready. I'm trying to wind down, getting ready for bed soon. It's 8.30 p.m. here. What time is it there? Currently 9.30 a.m. the next day, so I am 13 hours ahead of you. <laughs> wow, so, so is that difficult? Do you screw that up when you're trying to contact, like, friends and family? Oh, it's awful. Like, I'll message my mom, and I'm like, man, mom, like, aren't you responding to me? And then I realize, I'm like, oh, it's like 2 a.m. back home. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. And then she'll respond, and I'm like, mom, go back to bed. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, so when did you graduate high school from Shelby and what military branch are you in? So I graduated in May of 2018 and I left for BMT the day that I graduated. So I walked off the stage. I went straight to my graduation party. I was there for about like an hour and a half and then I had to say bye to pretty much everyone. And then we went straight to the hotel from there. I had all my bags in the back of the car. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, so what jobs have you done so far or what jobs do you do? Do you have a daily routine um, there located in the Air Force? So I am avionics on our F-15s, which are our fighter jets. So it kind of depends what shift you're on. A lot of times on day shift, you're spending all day like launching jets, uh, fixing like the little stuff that you can fix in between launches. And then swing shift is your maintenance shift. So when you come in, you're pretty much fixing everything that broke that day. And then mids is pretty much prepping the jets, making sure they're ready to go for the following day to fly. So you mentioned in the pre-pod that um, it was rewarding. Uh, what part of your job is rewarding or everything? When you see the plane in the air, it's like, yeah, that's because of me. That's because of me. Yeah, no, it's definitely cool, especially I think the coolest thing is uh, doing like red balls. So say pilots getting ready to like gear up and go. And then one of his systems isn't working. We have to go out there and we like kind of talk them through it, make sure everything like if we can get it working correctly. And then it's pretty fulfilling once you get it to work. And then he like launches out. And you're like, yeah, I did that. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so do you, you have any good stories you want to share um, or that you're able to share with us on the podcast about the Air Force so far? <laughs> so one that I was thinking of, it was actually pretty cool. So like on, uh, I just got back from a deployment and sometimes you got to have fun with stuff. So on July 4th, uh, we were flying and everyone just dresses up that day like they're in like full America gear and um we do this thing where it's mainly on Fridays but it's called Freestyle Friday and pr pretty much the crew chiefs do it but sometimes they'll let like other maintainers do it as well 
But when you're launching a jet, like after everything's good to go and they're ready to like taxi out, um, you marshal them out. So you like guide them out enough that like they can pretty much taxi themselves. And it's this thing where you pretty much throw in whatever you want to do after you marshal them and then like before you salute them to like let them go and there is this one guy who is in a full spider-man costume i'm not sure why he chose that one for <laughs> july 4th but he did <laughs> he was in a full spider-man costume so he was like marshalling him out and then he started like doing flips like he did like a I think he did like a backflip or something and all this crazy stuff. And then he like saluted him out and I was like, Oh my gosh, it was crazy. That is unreal. <laughs> that is unreal, man. Uh, yeah. Why, why Spider-Man? Why was he dressed up as Spider-Man? I, I genuinely couldn't tell you. We had, uh, I think we had a Ricky Bobby out there at one point. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was strange. I'm not sure. I love it. So these people, these people, you know, I think the misperception is uh, for civilians is that these people fighting for our country are, they're, they're, they're on and ready to go. Um, it, it's kind of like they don't have another personality, but clearly they do. They are two different people. Oh, right? no, soldier they do. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it definitely comes out at work the most. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you gotta find some sorts of entertainment, so... <laughs> Absolutely. That's good stuff. Uh, so why did you choose to join? Was there any uh, turning point in your life or maybe a specific event that took place for you to join? So yeah, so junior year was kind of like the year that you're supposed to be figuring out like what your plan is. Like, are you going to college, a tech school, like military? And I in no way, shape or form had the money to pretty much go to college and so I was looking at my options and I have two brothers that are in the military and then my current husband is also in. So I had a lot of insight on like that kind of life and it seemed the most appealing to me at the point because I didn't really have a, I had a general idea of maybe what career I wanted, but I also didn't want to go spend thousands of dollars on a degree that I wasn't sure if I really wanted. So I signed a four-year contract, which I was like, okay, by the time I get out, I'll be 22. I'll have plenty of time to still like do schooling if I want and all this. It kind of gives me some, some time to just figure things out. And then I also get experience. I have like a consistent pay. I get to travel a little bit. And also like it helps because I have insight on like what my husband's life is like because I feel like from a civilian point of view, it's really hard to understand. And so by me joining and also being a maintainer, like I get it, I get the long hours, like you don't have a choice, the crazy shifts, like it was honestly really healthy. So now I'm like, okay, I, I fully understand what, what it is and how, like how it goes. <laughs> so you mentioned your husband. Um, I, I wasn't going to ask you this in the podcast, but we talked about it in the pre-pod um, you had quite the, uh, quite the wedding as far as things kind of got mixed up a little bit uh, schedule-wise because of the pandemic. Can you tell us a little bit how the wedding actually took place and how it went down? So just a little recap was <laughs> um, in March, 
of the beginning of 2020, I was pretty much told that we were getting deployed. And like, that was kind of when COVID started like popping off too. Cause we were planning on just having a normal wedding in July. I was going to fly home. We we're going to have like a nice ceremony and then like be married. And then I got told I was getting deployed. The pandemic happened. So I couldn't even leave the Island to begin with. So I went to legal and I got a POA for my mom to sign my marriage license. So then finally in September when they were able to fly, Brayden and my mom and like some, my family and some friends and stuff, they went to California because they allow proxy marriages and they pretty much got me married to Brayden. <laughs> I don't know, can I say his name? <laughs> I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> oh man, that is wild. <laughs> So everybody remembers, you know, their, their wedding, I guess, for good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, but man, this is, this is crazy. So are you guys going to have a party when, you know, when you can, when you're able to? Yeah. So like once I get back, cause I'll be leaving here in April, once we get settled in, it's actually going to be almost exactly a year from our actual wedding date. We're going to have like a reception and kind of like a whole ceremony thing. We're still figuring out like, all the details of it but yeah we'll have some type of celebration with like the whole family but yeah like it was wild because when I technically did get married I was sitting in a jet like <laughs> making sure one of our systems worked and so I'm sitting there in this jet like messing with some stuff and then like I felt my phone vibrate because I knew it was going on like what time it was and stuff and I was like oh man, I bet that's the message. <laughs> so I looked and sure enough, it was like my mom, she was like, you're now married. And I was like, <laughs> wow, I never thought like I would be sitting in a jet <laughs> when I got married, but I guess, I guess I am. <laughs> yeah. That's like every girl's dream, right? That it happened exactly like you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. And then like one of my, uh, one of the guys I work with, he was like, we're going to, we're going to throw rice at you. It's going to be this whole thing. I was Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Um, so for you so far, what would you say some, uh, some of the pros and some of the cons are of being in the Air Force? So definitely some pros for me are like traveling. You have consistent pay. I mean, you never really have to worry about like, oh man, like am I going to get laid off or anything like that? Because I mean, you signed a contract. <laughs> um. And the amount of opportunities you get, like, compared to a civilian job, I don't even think compare in the slightest. Because, I mean, I've been in, like I said, for about three, well, two and a half years. And I feel like I've gotten insane, like, amounts of opportunities just in, like, my everyday, like, career. And I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, you're always trying to like kind of expand your horizons and having those opportunities allows you to do that. Um, cons though. So big ones are definitely like the fact that you can definitely be separated from like your family quite a bit. So, I mean, for instance, if you go to Korea, which isn't a deployed location, but it's like a one year tour and you can't take family with you or you can but like then your tour like the amount of time you have to be there is extended 
So that's definitely a big one. And obviously on deployments, you can be deployed as long as six months or even more. Like I know, I think it's army. They get deployed for like a year at a time sometimes. Granted that whole time they're not deployed, but they have like training and other things that they have to do that obviously they can't bring their family for. So that's a huge one. Definitely. And I've definitely felt the impact of that one, like from not being able to be with Brayden and all that, but um, that's a con. I know the pay is kind of up in the air. Some people say the pay is good. Some say it's not so good. So it kind of just depends where you're at. So I mean, being unaccompanied here, I'm just in the dorms and I feel like I get pretty decent pay. Cause I mean, a lot of stuff is already kind of included into uh, my paycheck. So like all my meals are pretty much paid for. Granted, like I'm still paying for it, but my paycheck like pretty much completely is for me. Like there's no bills that I really need to pay besides like a phone bill or a car or whatever that is. But good deal. Those are uh, probably the biggest ones that I can think of. Sure. Um, how has uh, being in the military helped you out in your civilian life? So a big one is um, coming from Shelby, Ohio. There's not the it's not the most diverse place ever so definitely being in you get to see a lot of different walks of life which is extremely eye-opening for the best definitely you learn a lot about people like there's a lot of people that I'm like I would never have thought that we would be as close as we are <laughs> but it really it really opens that up just understanding other people's perspectives and kind of being like oh I've, I've never thought about it in that way so what would you tell the youth, uh, you know, kids, maybe there's kids uh, middle school or even, even high school that are interested in joining the military. What would you, what, what advice would you give them? So a big one is if you plan on joining to not be too set in like a plan, because granted the military changes constantly Therefore, you honestly have no idea like where your, what your life is going to look like in a couple years. So if you have a plan that you want to stick to and you're like, it's got to be this way, you either need to let up on the control you have over that plan or just kind of scrap it and be like, all right, I'm willing to just live this out, kind of go with the flow day by day and roll with the punches. <laughs> But it's also, in my case, I thought it was an amazing stepping stone into figuring out what I wanted to do as a career, especially like if you sign a four-year contract, you're right out of high school, like I said, you're going to be 22 and you still have a whole lot of time to like go to school and kind of like figure out pretty much your next steps and all that. So giving those four years that you have like consistent pay, health care, you have a lot of like uh, just benefits in that sense that not all 20, 21, 22 year olds have. <laughs> right. They're so still, that's definitely a huge Most of huge them are thing. still trying to find themselves at college at that age, right? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. There's a lot of people that kind of get stuck at home. They're like, okay, I'm going to put off college for a year. And then I'll get on it. And then four years later, they're still just 
working odds and end jobs, not really pursuing like a, their career that they want. So, I mean, if that was the case, you might as well have just joined at that point. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so for you personally, which branch would you have joined if not the Air Force? So it's a really hard one. But I thought about it and I would probably say the Army, but that might just be biased because that's really the only other branch that I know like the most about considering one of my brothers was in the Army. Because I mean, granted, being in the Air Force, no one ever talks good about your opposing branches. <laughs> you only ever hear the worst. So <laughs> it's hard to say, but I'd probably say the Army. <laughs> Awesome. Um, so do you remain close with some of the people you serve with uh, from the start? Yeah, so there's about three or four of us that actually we were, we went to BMT together and then we went to the same tech school together and we were in the same classes and then we ended up coming to the same base. Like we're all here at Japan. So they're like my main like group of friends they were super close i mean we've been through a lot together <laughs> so definitely yeah and then there's just a lot of people that you form really like really close friendships with regardless of how you feel about them pretty much because especially being deployed like you're spending a good like at least 14 hours a day with that person all day long and you kind of just form these bonds with them that you just never would have expected. So for civilians, um, I feel like, you know, we have heard this or that about rumors about different branches of the military. Um, and obviously not, you know, for those of us who have never joined, we have no idea. Um, but for you, were there any myths about maybe uh, the Air Force that uh, didn't actually end up being true or maybe something you weren't prepared for that ended up coming true? So I can't necessarily think of anything about the branches in particular, but there is one. And I always heard that in MREs, the gum were laxatives. And granted, we ate a lot of MREs on our deployment. And I tried the gum plenty of times and I can say that's a myth. It's not true. <laughs> They're just normal gum. <laughs> <laughs> so if anybody's worried about, uh, chewing the gum and the MRE, like you're good. You're, you're going to be fine. You're good to go, right? Yeah. Like if you're at Beast Week and you need some gum, <laughs> it's not a laxative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, smokes. Um, so, so for you personally, did you feel pressure to join the military uh, with, you know, having uh, siblings that have served and are serving right now? So I wouldn't say pressure necessarily, but I found them as being like a huge help in making my decision in the sense that like, I got a ton of insight from them that recruiters aren't always very clear about. Cause like there's definitely recruiters out there that don't tell you the whole story or they sugarcoat it where it's like my brothers, they're gonna, they're gonna tell me straight up how it is. So I wouldn't say pressure, but they were huge factors in helping me decide if like this was right for me, if this was what I wanted to do. So. Good deal. Um, so for you, what are you looking forward to doing um, when you get back home? Is there anything that uh, maybe like certain food or something that you really, really miss 
from back home. But obviously, besides the wedding reception, uh, what are you looking forward to doing when yeah. you come back? By de most definitely, my mom's beef and noodles are my all-time favorite meal ever. And I cannot wait to have some when I get home. <laughs> so, so is that like an un, like, does she know like the first night you're home, that's what's she's going to have to make that? Oh yeah. No, it's like, yeah, she, she already knows she's got, she's got the beef stacked, the noodles ready. It's, it's going to be a whole feast. So what, what if she would like send you a picture of them having that dinner now while you're not home? Would that, uh, would that upset you a little bit? Yeah, probably. I or, think or it could so get you through the day. They've tried to serve it, like, huh? I said, or it could get you through what the day. That? You know, it could carry you on through the day. Maybe I think the hardest part is, so like the dining facilities on base, they've tried to serve it a few times, and it's a disappointment every single time. <laughs> so you know, I think it just upset me a little bit. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, Lizzie, thank you so much for your service and thanks for being on the podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot for listening to another episode of the Bases Loaded podcast. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bases Podcast.